All right. Welcome to the Just Music Podcast. I'm your host, Jalen, and this is the very first episode of 2024. This is a new season. Uh, Marco and I are very, very excited for this new season of episodes and also just the entire year as we have a lot of cool stuff planned for you all. Marco's not here, but um, I have the pleasure of having a very special guest on the show. Uh, Really, really cool guy. We had the pleasure of meeting each other last year. He's a singer, songwriter. Also, um, I believe I can go as far as to say a, can you say music festival owner? Is that a word? Um, (laughs) Organizer. Yeah. Festival organizer. Yeah. (laughs) Organizer. Yeah. But Dan, Dan Riley, man, it's good to have you on. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on, Jalen. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Listen, um, let's just go ahead and jump right in. So, um, yeah. So the listeners have some context. We met uh, last year. I think it was at a uh, Creative Mornings Charleston uh, yeah. event. Yeah. Shout out to Creative Mornings Charleston. Um, very, very cool organization. But we, you and I connected there. I think it was the Creative Mornings that was at the Halsey Institute of Art. It's like near the College of Charleston. But anyway, yeah. we went there. We uh, exchanged contacts and then we just kept in touch eventually sat down i think we got lunch and then um i came to your music festival which we're also going to talk about and um but you know kind of give your own like introduction you know where you're from how long you've been in how long you've been you know not only making music but just in the music business yeah so um i'm from rhode island originally i moved down here to south carolina back in 1994 um I was 18 and just graduated high school and came down here with my parents and it just ended up staying here. And so I've been writing and playing music since I was 13. Um, I I got an old guitar from my uncle that it was a guitar he had in his basement and it was an electric guitar bar- thing barely played. And so I took it all apart and, um, spray painted it green for some reason it was like a really nice natural wood color i don't know why i spray painted it but i was 13 i thought it looked cool so green and yellow and put it back together and got it working and um so that was my first guitar um and just started teaching myself how to play but when i was younger um i really struggled with dyslexia and so when i started trying to learn people's music from like fake books and sheet music and tablature and stuff like that. It was really hard for me to just to read the music and like process it and get it on the the fretboard. And so um, I decided to just go ahead and start writing my own music because I knew chord formations. And so um, that's what I did. I was like, well, I've got words. I can just put those down and (laughs) I'll make it my own songs. And um I was fortunate enough to meet a few other people who were into writing songs and got some tips from them and learned a little bit here and there and um, just started writing and have been doing it ever since. And so I'm a songwriter at heart. I also play with a band now. Um, I've been playing with with, uh, different people for about the past five years, which was really a huge change for me at first because being a songwriter you're not used to like collaborating and (laughs) you know listening to other people playing and so it took me a little while but the people that play with have played with me have been really patient and i've really been fortunate to play with so many different uh talented musicians and um 
play with a, a core group of guys. And then when I we play, it's called Dan Riley and the Marvelous Misfits because I've got a drummer and a bassist who are pretty much constant. And then um, I have other people sit in. So I've had uh, I've got uh, Dobro, Dobro Slide Steel. I've had um, Fiddle, Cello, uh, Melodica, um, oh. <laughs> harmonica just like all all kinds of different people sit in i really wanted to get i want to jam with you too i've been wanting yeah (laughs) Yeah. we're gonna make that happen we're gonna make that happen this year for sure uh, so anyway um a few years back uh back in 2019 i started a festival called the edisto blackwater boogie and um that basically my idea was just to have uh a festival um, on the Edisto River uh, at the full moon. And um, initially my idea was just to have like a small thing, like maybe four or five different artists and, um, and and like maybe 50 or 60 people or something like that, you know, and the idea just kind of grew from there. And I I had a bunch of other people that helped out along the way. Um, And, essentially we ended up doing it at the state park there and raising money for the state park. So, um, there's, there's a lot more to the story, but I know we're kind of limited on time. So I don't know how much you want me to tell. And I don't want to just keep going on without. (laughs) No, you're good. You, you, um, I'm glad you, you went ahead and started talking about the festival. Uh, but before I, I get to that, um, definitely, I remember you telling me how, you know, when you were younger, you, uh, you know, struggled with dyslexia and how that, you know, played a role in your musical journey. Uh, but now you've, you've, you've grown and, and now you play with a band and um, that's really cool that you have a very diverse and eclectic group of musicians like a harmonica, a cello, like that's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, you and I are definitely going to jam out this year. We're, we're going to make that happen. I know we've been talking about it, but we need to make it happen. And, uh, but I think, you know, to hear you say how you basically grew from how you had a challenge, but you and you may still deal with it. But uh, you 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 took that challenge and you didn't let that stop you from doing what you want to do, doing what you love, yeah. which is music, which um, is very, very inspiring, especially for young, young musicians, young students and, yeah. and anybody who you know wants to make music or has a passion or something that they want to achieve or go after. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I have always believed that anything, um, worth doing, uh, is worth the work, you know? And so if we want, if if you want to do something and I, you know, like one of the things eventually I want to be a better guitar player. That's one of my goals. Eventually I, I still kind of a chord guy. I play a tiny bit of lead here and there and i play a few different other stringed instruments, like kind of, um, but I've never really mastered the guitar itself because I'm just, uh, you know, I'm singing and my main thing is writing music, but that's something that's a goal of mine eventually. And so I'm working on it, but it's for me, it's just been a really long, (laughs) a long process because I enjoy writing music uh, so much that really the getting into the technicalities and like, uh, music theory and stuff like that. I know some of it, but like, if you ask me what key a song is in nine times out of 10, I might not be able to tell you. Right. 
<laughs> the key is something. <laughs> right. It's it's in a key. It's one of the keys. One of the one of the uh, just one of the major minor keys. You get to the right one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what but, I did. <laughs> no, I, um, and then to you know what you said about how you know mastering the guitar. Um, like you said, anything that's worth having and anything that has great value is worth the work and it's worth the wait. Yeah. And you talked about how you're a singer and songwriter. You have music out as well. Um, you know, you have some music out on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And I saw that you released your last release was back in 2022 with an EP called uh, Waking Up. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about that and maybe even share, is it possible that we'll get some new music from you? <laughs> yeah. So, um, releasing that was a really long journey for me because um, the recording process, a lot of people love the recording process and I've never, I, I, I just have always preferred uh, performing live and performing, especially for intimate size audiences, like campfires, like one of my favorite places to play mm-hmm. um, or small rooms, things like that. Uh, but, um, I really, since I started the festival, I enjoy playing in front of a festival crowd too. It's a, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, but, uh, where was I going? What was the question? No, (laughs) no, you, you, I think you, you were were heading on the right track, you know, um, talking a little bit about that EP, but also, Oh yeah. Waking up. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's been a long, it's so the recording process has always been kind of tricky for me uh, and I, I'm not really sure why. And I think it's because recording um, just, it never seems to capture like the sound of a live, like a true live performance. And so I, I bounced around to a bunch of different studios working with different techs um, and trying to find someone that could help produce and it was just took me a while. And I finally, one of my friends, Joshua Jarman, who's also a musician and um, lives, lives here. And, um, he lives out in Ridgeville and he, uh, he actually had a bus that he was living in that he made a little recording studio. in. and I was like, man, and I had listened to some of the music that he had produced for himself. And I was like, man, I really like what you did. And another um, friend of ours, John Baldwin, has had done some stuff and uh, on his own as well. And I was like, can I just come and record and see what you guys come up with? And so that's eventually how that came, how that album came to be. But the album itself, Waking Up, is um, based on my experience of um, coming out of a a cult that I grew up in. and so back about 15 years ago, I left the faith that I was raised in and uh, my family, my parents, my brothers, sisters uh, disowned me when I did that. So none of them have talked to me in 15 years. Um, and so that album, it kind of it's a small portion of uh, a larger uh, body of music that. <clears throat> really delves into the process of um of waking up like i would believe a certain way for my entire life up until i was about 32 years old and then 
um, I came to the realization that I just, I didn't agree with everything. And when you're in a, in a religious cult that if you don't believe everything, then you're not welcome. Uh, And so and I'm also just the type of person that I'm not going to lie and and say that I believe something that I don't. I just can't. I have to be authentic. And so I could have, you know, I could hide how I feel and just know that I could still have my family in my life if I did that. Um, or maybe not be fully honest about how I feel and say that I, that I do believe it again or something like that. But um, that's just not who I am. And so uh that album waking up is about that process of of waking up and coming to the realization that um there's there's a different world out there sometimes than what we might think so yeah wow i didn't wow that i'm i didn't know that but that's that's uh wow that's pretty heavy but also you know <laughs> yeah. um you know congratulations and props to you for you know one you know making that project and, and, and releasing that for people to enjoy and to be inspired by, but also um, for living in your truth. You know, um, a lot of people nowadays don't do that. A lot of people don't, they don't be themselves. And, and we, need, we need more of that, um, especially in the world of, of music and the arts, because it's, it's all about expression. So why not, you know, whoever you are, you know, just, just be you, you know, nobody can be you better than you. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for sharing that. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as new music, um, I've got uh, a bunch of, um, I've got a, uh, like I said, it's a part of a larger body of music, and so I've got more to come. I haven't. I've got some scratch tracks recorded, but I haven't started working on um, fine finished stuff. So maybe in twenty five, I'll. 2025 you'll <laughs> i'll okay. get something else out <laughs> okay but maybe i don't know i you know i've been thinking about doing a single too so i might just put something out this year later this year do a single or something like that but i don't have any specific plans yet okay so, yeah. gotcha well we'll be on the lookout for it and, and uh, we do this also with all of the artists who will come on our show we uh include uh one of their songs in their uh catalog on our spotify playlist so we'll be sure oh, and um, yeah, uh, very, you know, last thing that I definitely wanted to talk about is, you know, your music festival, the Edisto Blackwater Boogie Festival, which you touched on a little bit and how you got it started. Um, for the listeners, I had the the awesome opportunity and pleasure to attend that festival last year, which was awesome. A very beautiful festival in a very, very beautiful location. Um, had the opportunity to run in the den, also run and meet his and talk to his family, all good people. And, uh, also saw some other familiar faces there and, and great live music as well. So you mentioned how, you know, the idea of the festival was something, you know, really small and you didn't really plan for it to get as big as it's gotten, but, you know, talk a little bit more about that and how, how everything came to be. Yeah. So, um, Back in like 2017 or 2018, my wife was writing for a magazine um, in the area and she got this assignment to write an article about um, a company called Edisto River Adventures. And at the time they did kayak tours, but Edisto River Adventures is the company that uh, like floats people down the river 
um, basically puts people on the the rafts and ties them together, stuff like that, mm-hmm. floats them down. And then when you're done, you land on their property. Well, back in 2017, they were still doing kayak tours. And so um, my wife was writing an article about them. We took a kayak tour with them and then ended up at their property at the end of the tour. And uh, I loved it. It was beautiful. And so I talked to the owner, his name's Earl. And I said, Earl, would you be open to having like some kind of music event out here? And he said, yeah, for sure. So we talked about it for a while. And he said, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And life got busy and time went on. And we kind of it kind of fell to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And then in early 2019, he he called me one day and he was like, hey, um, remember that that music festival thing you were talking about i said yeah he said well he said um i have i have an idea he said i don't think it would work on my property because the problem is if the river floods we're underwater and so and there's no guarantee that it, you know if we plan it for a weekend if the river's high we might be underwater the whole thing would get canceled he said but the state park is two miles down the road and there's a new manager at the state park would would you be willing to go over there and talk with, with him, you know, with me and see if he's interested in doing it. And so this park manager had only been there for a week when we met with him, it was his first week. And so we went and we pitched a music festival to him his first week on the job at this park. And, um, he liked the idea and he said, we talked about, you know, beer and wine sales was kind of a, a little bit of a sticking point. He said, well, South Carolina state parks have never allowed beer and wine to be sold at an event in in the entire state park history. So he's like, it's, you know, it's kind of iffy if the, we'll get permission to do it, but I'll ask. And so he asked and they said, we'll let you try. Um, and so we were the first event in South Carolina State Park history to serve beer and wine at a like at an event um, and uh, or to sell it rather. And uh, <clears throat> that first year that all big wigs all came down from Columbia with their big wide brim hats and stuff and were walking around and checking on us. And um, they liked what they saw. They they thought it looked everything looked good. No one was out of control or wasn't too wild or anything like that. And, um, so they, they gave it the thumbs up and said, we can keep doing it. And so that's what we, you know, that's how it basically how it got started. But really the idea behind the festival for me was giving local musicians the opportunity to play in front of a larger audience and not just play in front of a larger audience, but to share their original music. So the Edisto Blackwater Boogie is all about original music. When you come out there, Every once in a while, band will sneak a cover song in there. But for the most part, you're not going to hear any cover songs. You're going to hear all music that you probably haven't heard before unless you know the band. Because their opportunity to play what from their heart and to share what they're passionate about and what they're trying to put out into the world. And so as a songwriter, I wanted to give that opportunity to, to other bands and songwriters to be able to put out their original music to a larger audience. And um, the other thing about it too, is that the, the, the whole basis of it is about 
building community around music. So connecting people with the, uh, with musicians and musicians with people and just creating a community around the local music scene um, and a larger community. The, I, I, I like to say that music is the most nonpartisan form of communication there is in the world that, that to speak of. You know, any two people can sit next to each other and enjoy the same music, whether they're Republican or Democrat or Protestant or Catholic. What doesn't matter what religion or what um, political beliefs they have. Everyone, when you go to a concert, you all connect through that vibrational frequency, and it's an interchange of energy, like the the band and the people performing are putting out their energy. The crowd is absorbing that, sharing it and put it, sending it back to the stage. And it's just a beautiful thing. Um, and so to be able to bring people together to do that, I think is a really special thing. And I'm, I'm really grateful that, uh, that so far it's been a success. Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, everything that you just said, um, I, I can say that, I see all of that in in in, in the festival uh, because it was something that um, I've never seen before. Uh, I haven't been I've been to you know festivals before, but not one quite like that uh, because everybody, like you said, it was all original music. There was no no covers. And I mean, if you go to like you know the major mainstream music festivals like Coachella, every artist there is doing original music. Right. But yeah. This, but on this level. Um, and, you know, more of a local community scene. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't been to a festival quite like that. Um, and for it to be um, at this uh, South Carolina State Park, and then for that festival to be the first time where, you know, uh, beer and wine was sold at a uh, state park, it's also really cool um, because, you know, everybody loves to, have conversation and have fun and let a little, a little bit loose over beer and wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and just the energy, when you talked about the energy of, you know, a live performance, you know, a band connecting with the audience through music and how, you know, no matter what the person standing beside you may believe, um, all of y'all are in this one space where, you know, the music is all that really matters at that point in time. And when, like you said, it really is a beautiful thing when a band or artist performer is able to communicate with the audience through sound, through vibrations and frequency, and the audience respond to that in a way where it creates this beautiful harmony. Like it's 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 something that you don't just get everywhere. Like it's it's truly a unique experience. That's why uh, I'm, I'm like you. I'm more of a fan of live uh, performance um then studio recording i love i love studio recording now i don't, yeah. I, I love it i love being in the studio and and making music in that room but you know there's something very very special about uh performing live um yeah. something very very special but um wow so we that that went by pretty fast but we got a little bit more time i did want to throw a couple shout outs your way. So um, yeah, shout out to the Edisto 
uh, Black Water Boogie Festival. We're going to leave a link to the Instagram page in the description of this episode. Um, anything else that you wanted to share before we get out of here? Oh, um, two quick things. Uh, we, there, we have another... Uh, we started another festival this year, uh, my, myself and a friend uh, named Mark Yampolsky. It's called the Southern Songwriter Festival. And so we did that during September and it was in downtown Somerville. We had over 40 songwriters playing over three days and uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Again, all like original music, um, songwriters sh- sharing what they're passionate about. So that was a really cool um, event. It's coming back again this year, the Southern Songwriter Festival. So you can find us on Instagram. And then um, the other thing is that we just... Um, these festivals, we've been working with other, with nonprofits to make them, to put them on and make them happen. But we actually have just started our own nonprofit called Community Music Collective, um, which is all about creating community around music and building uh, the the music community here. And there's a lot to it. I'd love to talk to you more about it sometime, but um Basically, it's it's going to be uh, we'll have a brick and mortar and we'll have opportunity for performance and, and sliding scale lessons. So anyone can take a music lesson. We have a free music instrument library where people can check out musical instruments for free. Um, so it's it's really cool. And uh, I'm excited to tell you more about that sometime, too, because uh, yeah. it, it, it's going to be kind of like the overarching organizations that hosts these festivals. So. Oh, yeah, of course. And I remember you telling me about that briefly uh, last year. But, yeah, definitely want to hear more about that. And um, as Marco and I both say uh, to all of our guests that come on the podcast, you're always welcome to come back. You're part of the Just Music community now. So you're always welcome to come back whenever you have music out or whenever you you know have a big event coming up. Um, just hit us up and, and we'll, we'll, we'll find the time to sit down and chat. And uh, we're also going to promote not only your music but everything with uh your festivals as well so when stuff really starts ramping up for that uh definitely expect us to support and and, and market you with that thank you so much jalen and i just want to say thank you for what you're doing putting on this podcast helping giving local musicians a platform to um to share a little bit about themselves and about what they're doing and the projects they've got going on it's super cool what you and marco are doing and um you know as a musician i appreciate that and you know it's it's great to see the the um music family grow you know and when you meet a new member of your family (laughs) you know it's it's great to connect and to to be able to just uh spend time together so thanks so much for having me here today marco absolutely (laughs) you're good you're good marco's here in spirit he's here in spirit (laughs) but no absolutely marco (laughs) (laughs) it's all good (laughs) yeah man I, i um that's a big reason why Marco and I do this. You know, when we started the podcast in 2020, it was originally just me and him, you know, talking about music from, you know, reviewing different albums and having cool debates just between us two. Uh, but yeah. then we was like, hey, why don't we start doing interviews? You know, because there's so much talent here in the Charleston area. Yeah. Uh, so many talented musicians, singers, songwriters, DJs. Uh, yeah. uh, people just involved in the music scene. And we believe 
heavily and giving those people a platform to come on here and share their story and, you know, just talk about their love for music. Um, and and it's, it's really beautiful to see uh, the growth in the podcast and hear other people's stories because it's all inspiring at the end of the day. Um, so thank you, Dan, for coming on the podcast to the just music listeners. Thank y'all for continuing to support us. This is the uh, first episode of 2024 more episodes to come. Uh, we release episodes every Wednesday and you can follow us on social media on Instagram, J U S music podcast. Uh, we started a new Facebook page, so you can follow us on Facebook at JUS Music Podcast FB. FB just stands for Facebook. And um, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up in the near future. So uh, by the time this episode release, uh, it will not be long before our first boiler room of 2024, which that will be January 19th. That's a Friday. We'll be at Bodega Charleston. That's a free event. It'll be from 10 to close so i guess 1 to 1 30 a.m and then uh early february february 4th we're gonna have our very very first hip-hop event called mic drop we got a special lineup of uh rappers also gonna have uh sounds and music spun by dj scrib that's gonna take place at the recovery room tavern downtown charleston and uh very excited about that as well we'll leave the link to all of that information in the description of this episode. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, go and support Dan in his music career from, you know, go seeing him perform uh, with him and his band and also listening to his music on Spotify and also um, listening to, not listening, but attending all of the events that he has going on with both of his festivals, the Edisto Black Warrior Boogie Festival and the Southern Songwriter Festival. And also take a trip, take a visit to Public Works Arts Center in Somerville, South Carolina, where his wife is the director. Uh, very, very beautiful gallery. And um, yeah, I think I hate on everything, man. But um, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And like we say, you're always welcome to come back. And to the listeners, thank you all so much. Until next time, stay tuned. Thanks, Jalen. Thank you.